and control. But Rusev Day is bigger than ever. And you had an unbelievable match at the greatest Royal Rumble against The Undertaker. But you came up short. Something is holding you back. What do you mean? I have a holiday in my honor every day. What could possibly be holding me back? Sorry, guys, just forgot my jacket. It's good. All good. Cook that shit up, Quay. Baby. Go back. That is my dog. That is my dog show. That is my dog. That is my dog show. That is my dog. Me and my dog. We get them two in a row. Me and my dog. We get them two in a row. They just keep on calling. She said she ready to pull up. As soon as I get there, I'ma be on the floor now. I'm on my way, I'm going fast, I'm coming home to get you home. I'm on my way, I'm going fast, I'm coming home to get you home. One thousand dollars on my neck, another fifty thousand on my wrist. Every nigga with me real rich, niggas having pressure about the bitch. I got all my cases dismissed. I don't go back and forth on the internet. Real niggas don't get into that. I'm trying to get in on my Hello, 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 and welcome back to the A Show with Justin and Mills. I am your host, Justin, and I also have my host here, Mills, on the other line. What's going on, Mills? Yo, I want to make a public service announcement right now, and I don't, I don't know if this, I don't know if this ruins, you know, future possible branding or uh, or ads or something. Oh my God! Oh Lord! But please do not buy Bose wireless headphones. They are literally the worst shit on earth. And I made an order. I'm glad I'm currently, after this podcast recorded, I'll be picking up my AirPods because I don't know what I was thinking the original time I bought these Bose headphones. And they did not work. And I tried to return them. And, you know, the guy at... and Should I use the store that I bought them with? Because the store that I bought them with is pretty embarrassing, but they're still kind of like electronic store. What did you get them from? Is, there, is it a New York-based store? All right, so I don't know if there's a PC Richard and Sons. No, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got them from PC Richard and Sons, which is, it has to be like this family. It's got to be owned by PC Richard and his sons or something like that. But Or maybe just Richard and I don't know what. They, it's a family-owned, apparently private estate. That's I'm looking it up. Founded in Brooklyn, New York. It's got to be a New York thing. Anyway, if you know P, if you live in New York, you know PC Richard and Son because it's like third tier. It's like Best Buy, but like third tier. It's like yeah. it's like the Circuit City it's, that it's didn't die. It's almost fourth tier. It's almost fourth tier. Like like I said, it's like Circuit City that didn't die. And I don't know if anyone else knows what Circuit City is, but may also be a new york thing this is a lot of new york references i'm throwing out here um i bought both headphones they didn't want to take them back and i was just like yo so now i got this like multiple hundred i got this like hundred and something dollar credit at pc richard sons i don't know what i'm gonna use for so you know so that's life were you just trying to go against the grain so to speak and get some fucking no because i would love so here's the thing. I went to PC Rich and Son to get the Air AirPods because the Best Buy on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn 
Also, I don't, I hope this doesn't ruin any future branding opportunity. That Best Buy is terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. They never have anything. They what do you if you want it, they don't have it. One hundred percent. Like I went yesterday f- to see if they had AirPods. They don't have AirPods. Me, I forgot they completely opened the Apple Store downtown Brooklyn. Space that, so I'm gonna go there today. But I went to PC Richard and Sons to get AirPods, and then there is this like very. I got. You know, there's a salesman. He was young, but also yeah. very charismatic. And he was just like, yo, bro, just... <laughs> he was like, yo, bro, just try it. Like, he's like, try it. If it doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work. But they're really, really good headphones. And I was like, you know what? Bose has incredible sound quality. And I'm someone who just discovered that they're an audiophile like a couple of years ago because I really can't listen to anything with low quality. I don't listen to leaks with low quality. I don't listen to anything with low quality. So just heads up. Only the wow. highest quality. Only the but highest quality for you, myself. So you said you said all this high quality shit, but you bought some Bose headphones. I'm just saying I, I bought Bose has great sound. Don't get me wrong, the sound was amazing. It's just their new wireless headphones. Like when you watch YouTube, the audio and the video does not sync. And I'm just like, how did this get past anything? And they know it doesn't sync. So they issued a firmware update to fix it, but the update doesn't fix it all the way. Instead of lagging like four seconds behind, now it lags like one second behind, but it still lags. So I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? You know what? I'm just, I'm just saying, I know you have AirPods. How do you like them? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> they have literally changed my life. Uh, I wear them, and sometimes I have them in my ear, and I don't even realize I have them in my ear. And that's just how inter- they, they're integrated into literally my everyday, my everyday um, commute, my everyday life. And I think that's the thing with Apple products in general is that they kind of, they kind of seep into your life. I mean, before you know it, like you're wearing the watch and you have the iPad, you have the laptop, you have the AirPods. And this is just another extension of it. Like we're going to have like Apple everything. But I, I think it is very, very hilarious that you got Bose headphones <laughs> and then they ended up fucking up on you just like that. And, and, and just to be clear, I don't think we want, I don't know if I want any, you know, I don't know if we, we want any uh, promotion from Bose. I think we, yeah, I think if we're going to shout out Apple, we want Apple. We should just go for Apple. We should just go for Apple at this point. Like, I don't know. Like, but you know, it, the headphone game used to be popping. Every rapper used to have their own little headphone thing or something along those lines. Those days are right. over. It's really just the AirPods and maybe like Beats now. Like it, it really is. And they're owned by the same person. So, you know. So that yeah, was, that was my week. That was my week. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, it, it is an unusually grim and bleak day in California. No sun out. Cloudy. Oh, it's be- it's fucking hot out here, man. What? It's hot and it's and it's sunny. It's almost like it's like over eighty degrees out here now. Like spring came. That's that's bullshit. We spring have not got this spring. week. It is May, and we have not gotten spring yet. It is rained. It's been cloudy. This is bullshit. I didn't move out here for this bullshit, all right? <laughs> it says it's partly cloudy and 89 degrees in New York City right now. Well, the, the cloudiness is just from the dirt, so. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. You may be right. So I'm not even going to – yeah, I'm not going to dispute you. You may be right. Yeah, um, I completely understand that. But, yeah, my, my week has been pretty, pretty good. I, I think that there has been – there's been like this deluge of wrestling content in April. I think April might've been our busiest month just as a show. Mm-hmm. And I think with May, um, 
and we'll get to this in a second. I, I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up, but I think as far as the WWE in, we're kind of chilling. We're, we're chill. Like after backlash on Sunday, it, we're back to the regular grind. And I think we, we haven't had a regular, a regular, like grind regular show since like March, like late March. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a good, yeah, everything has just been like this perpetual weird motion where things keep going on and like WrestleMania goes on and then you have a shakeup and then you have the greatest Royal Rumble and then you have a backlash. So it's kind of, we'll, we'll be set back in our ways pretty soon. Yeah, pretty, pretty soon. But I mean, is there life after wrestling? I, I really don't know. I, I mean, I haven't gotten any Bose headphones in a while, but I did have a very relaxing weekend in Ventura, California. Have you ever been there, Mills? No, I have not. Maybe one day. Maybe when one day. Ventura, California is a it's a beach town basically, and we, we, I just went. Me and my boys went out there, and we ate steaks, and we fucking walked around, and I and I was like the only black person in Ventura, and it's just so it's so weird. Like once you leave LA County, you literally become the only black person. Like you you literally become the token. Like they look at you like there's there is no one else around. Like there's no they've never seen a black person before. It's crazy. That is wild that that's still happening. And Ventura, Ventura looks like, I mean, minus the beach, like the Ventura, Ojai area of, of California looks like, um, have you ever seen Scream Part 1, like the town they lived in? It looks just like that. Oh, shit. Okay. So wow. it gives you a, a vibe of like really what it is out there. But I mean, I love it, but I can never live out there because there aren't enough people that like look like me out there. And, and, I, and it's sad because I really like those types of areas, but I had a really relaxing weekend and I think it's always good to kind of t- turn your brain off and recharge. But even as I, you know, I'm still committed to, to this wrestling shit. Even as I was there, I watched a, a whole slew of PWG cards that featured Tommy end and Zack Sabre Jr. So I was, I was really going back in time and, and seeing some of their uh, formative matches and shit like that. So that's pretty much my whole weekend. Yo, you have to tell me about the PWG show you went, and you also have to tell me about Eric's reaction to all of this. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, let's get into that now in No Holds Barred. Um, I did go to the PWG All-Star Weekend show two weeks ago. I went to the second night, and I contained a, a, a slew of talent there. Uh, I saw Matthew Riddle for the first time. Uh, I saw I saw Keith Lee for the first time, obviously. I saw a bunch of, of awesome talent. I saw uh, Bandito for the first time and Horace and, and, and uh, people like that. And I took my friends, Pat, who you guys may know as Pafifi on Twitter, and I took my friend Eric Abris, who you guys have probably seen spouting uh, – just spouting shit at liberals and conservatives alike. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, uh, but yeah, Eric went with us to this show. Topanga was there from Women's World. She was there at that, at that show. Okay. She, she was sitting next to her boo, Jensen Karp, who is a, a huge writer, um, really great guy. But they were sitting literally like to the left of us, like maybe two or three seats down. She was enjoying the show. Eric was into this show. Like, you know, Eric has never been to a wrestling show, period. Uh, Pat has been to PWG with me before two years ago, and um, I think it was like December 2016. So he had been he's been around. He's he has a, like a he has a, a very strange uh, infatuation with wrestling, where he he just loves the violence. And I think one thing that Eric really did love about it was the acrobat, you know, the acrobatic, you know, uh, just basically the acrobatic sense of, of pro wrestling. Not not in the upright sense. He he wasn't like super into the story. And with PWG, there isn't really any story. So I think that that kind of helps if you want to take somebody to a wrestling show but he just loved all of the flips and shit like he could not believe that this was happening wow that's amazing i haven't been to an independent show in a long time 
Um, but and with I feel PW- like I gotta make a trip. And with PWG, it's kind of different because it's not like your regular, it's not like your regular um, independent show, you know? So it, it's like, it, it has big names. And of course, where it is, it's so tiny. Like the, the, the Legion Hall is very, very tiny. But like, at the same time, it still feels like it's kind of like a level or a step above like the regular shit, like Evolve and shit like that. And even just right down to the, the people who come to the shows, like Topanga is not going to be at like your regular rank, Ricky Dink show. And not saying that she's like a super A-list celebrity, but like it's just showing you who's there, you know? But um, I one person that we did see at uh, PWG that night was Keith Lee. Have you, are you familiar with Keith Lee? I Googled him about 25 minutes ago and saw <laughs> he was a giant black man. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm behind this guy. I'm behind him already. I know his age and the extent of what Wikipedia told me in a scroll. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a huge Pokemon fan, by the way. He's a huge like. Oh, my anime. God. My guy. He, he had Mewtwo on his tights when I saw him a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's not as cool. All right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I, I think that he is and, and this leads us into our first topic on, on No Holds Barred He is really a blue chipper talent for the WWE <clears throat> He's a big dude Looks to be about 300 plus pounds Around 6'3 Huge guy, super athletic um, And I saw a, a three way match Between uh, Keith Lee, Walter And Jonah Rock So it's three huge dudes in one ring Flipping and tossing each other around and uh, it was a great match. I thought it was, it was excellent. Walter won the PWG title at that specific show. And I, I thought it was, a, it was a fucking fantastic match. And of course, Walter beat Keith Lee, who is now the former PWG world champion. And he actually said a, it's kind of like a farewell on that night, which leads us to the May 25th show, which will be called Bask in His Glory, which is Keith Lee's uh, saying. And it is supposed to be his final show uh, for PWG. And he will be moving, uh, I guess, completing all of his other indie commitments before he moves into the WWE. This is something that's kind of been known or rumored for a while, because uh, as, as we all remember, Keith was featured quite prominently on the WWE access card on WrestleMania weekend. And he faced uh, people like Cassius Ono. And I think that might've been the way that he got in again. I, he's a, he's a human highlight reel. Um, I, one thing I do, I do worry about is the fact that there aren't, there isn't a lot of psychology in the, shit, in the shit that he does on the indies and the stuff that I watched from him, but they're going to fix him and they're going to kind of mold him into the perfect. I, I, I would love for him to be the next Braun, you know, but they're going to mold him into that in, in the performance center. And I hope that they do. Um, man, the performance center, when you look at the performance center, just the amount of guides that we see, and then there's like, that's like roughly 10% of it. And there's like 90% of the people that we don't see who are like, football players and Marines and, and, and ex judo guys and all this other shit. Um, hopefully I'm just hoping he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. There's a lot of big guys in NXT that just has not debuted yet. Like there's just like, we got one recently at the, the, yeah, we, we got some, we got some recently, the one that showed up at the greatest Royal rumble, by the way. And we just got, there's so many big guys. So it, it, it makes me wonder. Plus NXT is kind of weird when it comes to giant guys. Uh, yeah. We never saw Braun go through NXT. I, I can't remember the last like ma- major big guy. It's probably like I say maybe what's his face again? Damn, not only Lorcan, other bold ripped guy. Uh, but, um, uh, uh Danny Birch. No, not Danny Birch. Um, he oh, was in Dan the Master, Dan 
Dan not even him. Dan Mathis is a huge guy, though. Dan Mathis is fucking huge, but he looks like a thumb. Um, oh, Lars Sullivan? Lars Sullivan. There we go. Lars. <laughs> I'm thinking, what? Lars is a big guy, but he's like, he's technically like, he's like giant in like frame or girth, even though I don't like to use that to explain people. Uh, <laughs> but not like a tall guy. So, I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All best for Keith Lee. If he's, you know, He's already checked like three of my boxes, which is wrestling fan, black eye, Pokemon. <laughs> so I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I I think he's he's a great. Um, I think he's a, he's going to be a great addition. But again, yes, NXT does get is getting kind of like overcrowded with a lot of the de- developmental talent that they're trying to push out, and a lot of the guys that they're trying to move up. And I think Leo Rush is, a, is an example of that. And I just mentioned him. Damn, Atha is, is an example of that. And but I think to me, Keith Lee has the look. I'm just like I said. I'm just concerned about the the actual the, the way he structures his matches. They end up being a a, a big like like free for all <laughs> in the end. And and I, and I think that that's why a lot of people get turned off by him. But there's definitely a lot of uh, potential there. And, and I think Cash is ono being the kind of like the player coach and, and kind of helping these guys out and, and developing. It's helped Andrade San Almas. It's helped a lot of guys. And I think that having a feud with him, it, like it helps Lars Sullivan, it's going to help Keith Lee. Right. Um, another thing I want to speak about is uh, I, I, I'm just trying to get through all of the stuff that like meals, like you're not like super, uh, I mean, you might not. Just, you don't have to rush, but yeah, I might not know it. I just, <laughs> I just want to I want to get through the 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 New Japan Dantaku cards, um, sure. and these are big shows. Uh, the, the first of these shows, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be airing. I believe I, I can't think of the, the how, what time it's going to be for you. So uh, it, this is going to be what is it for ahead. you? It's usually about twelve a.m. for me. So it'll be three a.m. three a.m. over here. Okay, so it's it's coming on uh, three or four a.m. Uh, on tonight, the the first card. Oh, and this fuck. is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be the New Japan Wrestling Dentaku Night One card, and this is gonna feature matches or or talent, in, including like the the whole Bullet Club and of course Lij and, and all those guys. But I think the top card, the, the top matches on this card are gonna be uh, the the Young Bucks and uh, Marty Scroll are gonna be facing against uh, the Gorillas of Destiny and Tama Tonga for the uh, I believe is gonna I, I believe they're they're facing each other for the belt. For the for the three way never uh the never open weight uh three man six man belt whatever that gets fucking changed every single week uh that's gonna be interesting because it's gonna be another Bullet Club versus Bullet Club match uh you also have Cody versus Kota Ibushi and you also have in the main event this is the first main event for Adam Page which is gonna be huge uh Kenny Omega versus Adam Page so the first card is gonna be very very Bullet Club centric okay sounds uh, sounds yeah. sounds interesting I don't know if I'll be staying up to watch it no. <laughs> You should at least watch the last two uh, matches, I think. All right. Oh, I mean, I watched that. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I th- I watched, you know, Golden Lovers versus Bullet Club. And, I, and I, I'll watch the matches. I'll watch the gifts scroll upon my timeline as I wake up for work in the morning. Um, but, yeah, it, it sounds fun, man. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think, again, this is furthering the dissolution of the Bullet Club. A storyline that I think is 
I think it's going to culminate it all in on September 1st. It's just how they're going to to actually book this to go that far, with especially with the G1 and shit like that coming up. Um, I think Kota and Ibushi, they have really good matches together, even if I'm not the hugest fan of Cody Rhodes, and I'm really looking forward to that match. And I think Adam Page has won me over, more so than like people like Switchblade, Jay White, in that he has been showing a lot of improvement in ring and showing a lot of improvement as far as storytelling in ring, and I'm, I'm really a fan of that. And he's working with some one of the best... Of the, you know, of all time, in, in my opinion, and uh, Kenny Omega. I just think Kenny Omega is having a very, very interesting year where I can't really say that he's like my top five right now. Mm. You know who I can't. I can't you know what? My top five right now. We'll talk about who's barreling into the top five right now, probably when we hit the, the weekly shows. But yeah, yeah, he, he, I think he's kind of cooled off much a bit from like his 2016, 2017 run. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the night two, night two card doesn't have as many, <clears throat> excuse me, big matches as the night one card. Or I, I guess it'd be kind of equal as far as uh, everything's go as far as things are concerned. But the the one big match that is on the night two Dantaku card is Kazuchika Okada versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. One more again, one more time. Forever in a lifetime for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. This could potentially be their final meeting. I hope to and pray to God that it is. But anytime these two face face each other, it is a must watch. So I think that on Thursday night, Mills, I think you should watch that card or at least watch that main event because it is two of the best, you know, top 10 wrestlers, top 20, 15, whatever in the business right now going against each other. And, and I think it'll be a great match. I do. And this is going to be a match that, that uh, determines a lot. Uh, Okada is currently looking to break the streak for the, I believe it's the number of title defenses for the mm-hmm. IWG championship. And if he defeats Tanahashi here, he will have broken that record. Oh my God. Well, you know what? It, it, it's got a good, it's got a good enough story for me to get behind it in terms of just everything that's on the line with this. So I, I'm more than sure that I'll watch this match. All right, you think it'll all go right. the entire sixty minutes. Oh my god! Uh, I hope it doesn't, because that's my problem. That uh, New Japan had a card over the over the weekend that featured a match between Naito and uh, Suzuki, and that match to me was disappointing because it went too damn long. And I think that New Japan is doing and they're overdoing the long match, the uh, long match trope. Mm-hmm. I don't think all main events need to be forty to sixty minutes or an hour or whatever they want to do. I think it's okay and it's possible to do a great match in fifteen. Than a than a okay match in thirty five, and I go back to the Kenny Omega and uh, Okada match from the G one on the final night, where Kenny did defeat Okada, but he defeated him in like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and that meant a lot more because it was it was a sprint. It was it was you know they were trying to get into the finals, and that meant a lot more to me in that sense. So hopefully they can do a better, not a better, but they can do a concise Okada Tanahashi match that doesn't go over thirty five minutes, but. Uh, knowing Okada, they're, they're trying to make him out to be the Iron Man, and it probably won't happen that way. Yeah. Uh, Do you want? Oh, also, one thing that is going, that is probably going to occur this weekend: Chris Jericho is reported to be in Japan right now to continue his storyline with Naito, and that's possibly going to lead to a match between Naito and Jericho at Dominion for the IC title. So, by the time you guys listen to this, he may have shown up to, uh, tonight, or he might be showing up uh, as you guys listen to this tomorrow. What a liar! What a, you know, <laughs> just a just a liar, a liar of all ages. I'd never believe anything he says. Trust me, never. And never. and just by virtue of this leaking out, it makes me think it's not going to happen because I think he's just that way. Like he he wants the element of surprise completely on his side, 
But, you know, I'm looking forward to see if Chris Jericho, you know, returns back in the WWE and, and in New Japan in the same month and relatively a two-week span. That's incredible. Get the bag. That's a lot of travel for you, sir. Get the bag, though. Get the bag, my brother. So, yeah. Um, one thing I, I will say, and I always we always kind of complain about, about this shit, between the, you know, everyone who watches New Japan, Jericho coming back and going against Naito, that's cool, but I feel like it should have happened a couple months ago. I feel like Naito has been lost since that since the Okada match in January, and it's almost June. And I feel like if they're going to do this match again and they want to do a feud and they want to do it the right way, I think Naito has to lose, but Naito will have to lose the IC title that he just won last Sunday, and I think that ruins him even more. So I have no clue how they're booking this, but um, if Jericho wins the IC title and he was just in the greatest world two weeks ago, he's the great. I'm telling you, he's the greatest finesse of all time. Easily. 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 Too bad. He, takes it to, he should take it into Connecticut or take it into uh, Newark on, on Sunday and show up on a, a backlash. And that would be fucking hilarious. Uh, but one more thing before we end, or actually kind of two quick, quick points uh, before we end. Uh, corporate Kane is turning into mayoral Kane. He, ju- he just won the uh, candidacy for the Republican. Uh, he'll be on the Republican ballot for the mayoral race in uh, Tennessee. How do you feel about that? He won by 17 votes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that would ever happen in New York City, but in these small places, like, listen, every vote counts. But you know what? Shout out to Kane, I guess. Um, yeah, shout out to him. I, I, he's, he's been on the road and on the campaign trail. I cannot hate on this guy. Yeah, the man's out here. He's wrestling matches and ruining our main events and at the same time <laughs> presenting, a, you know, a, an alternative, you know, for the people in his county and, you know, all of that stuff. So more props to you, Kane. Um, don't become corrupt or power hungry or anything like that oh he's a republican so it's a chance but in a, but then yeah. again it's also it's also knoxville tennessee so who knows uh do you want to talk at length about the greatest world rumble because even on the shows this week it seemed like such a secondary or even tertiary thing that they wanted to bring up that like they're, they're staying away from any type of uh to like criticism or anything like that like to me WWE did the show, got the money, and they're they're staying real low with it. Like they're not talking about much from the show. So I, when I, when I talked about the show, I was like, "Yo, is this is this supposed to be an actual show, or is it supposed to be like a a house show, a very expensive house show?" And it kind of proved yeah. to be the latter because essentially, and I'm not normally right with pretty much all of my predictions, but essentially we were kind of right. Like every every mostly everybody retained. Um, the yeah. only thing that sort of carried that just ended the way that we thought so. Yeah, mostly everything that sort of carried over into storyline for um, for the week, anything that just carried over into like Monday or Tuesday was the ch- tag team championships and AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which was a much better match than they had at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I, and I still feel that, and we'll talk about this when we get to the Backlash uh, card, I still feel, feel like he was coasting in that match too, but uh, largely a better match. I, I thought the greatest Royal Rumble event was actually pretty fun. It was fun for and a Friday. <laughs> it yeah, like, it, it was fun for a Friday. Like I, I wasn't mad at it. Uh, I, I think that again, the, the I think more came out of the show. That was, like the most that came out of the show was the um, really was the the controversy. You had stuff like people taking Finn Balor to task for not wearing the uh, 
Balor Club is for everyone's shirt. And I'm like, motherfucker, you knew he wasn't going to wear that shirt. Like, you knew damn well he wasn't going to wear that shirt there. He pops up on Raw on Monday wearing the shirt, and everyone's like, why, when the, why did you leave a tweet saying that you don't, you know, you don't have to wear the shirt all the time? You're always supporting it. And I'm like, everyone's looking for something yeah. to complain about on the show. I, I, I think everyone gets the broad strokes of what's going on. WWE is definitely complicit, you know, in everything that is going on. But again, like, that issue in Saudi Arabia, it's going to take time. And I think it, it again, you're stupid to think WWE wasn't going to take the bag. You know, and it's just like, it, at this point, it's like, what, what, more do, what more can you say? I thought the entire show just in itself. I mean, yeah, it was a, definitely a fun show. Um, questionable matches, questionable results. But I think it wasn't just sort of, I don't think it was a, a show that was like, a sort of a means to an end. I think the show was just essentially, as I said, it was just an house show. It was just entertainment for the crowd. They were making history, having this first ever, you know, large event in Saudi Arabia. And it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. It was one of the biggest shows of the year. Everyone who was on the show should be proud. I managed to sit through a 50 man Royal Rumble. Did not see that coming. Um, it, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of things went down that kind of, may or may not have affected the matter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it didn't matter. But it didn't matter. I think a lot of people were like, what was the point? And I was like, well, the point was literally what you saw to get PR for the uh, the change, was it 2030, I believe, program for Saudi Arabia? Like, this is the beginning of that. And again, I, I, I don't think that this will, this is something that will be happening again, another event in November. I don't think the women will be involved in that event either, but, you know, we'll have to see if the same issues come up again or if people will have that same energy in six months. I feel uh, bad for, I feel bad. The only people I feel bad for are the Usos because if this was a blow off to their feud, it kind of sucked. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and for them to do that and they, they're not even on SmackDown this week. It was yeah. Like, they're not on SmackDown. They're not on Backlash. They're not really on anything. So it's yeah. kind of, uh, yeah. Very, very weird positioning. Um, one thing I do want to talk about since we were talking about the greatest Royal rumble, let's talk about the Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar match. Did did you feel the deflation of all wrestling fans in the United States and abroad uh, when Roman Reigns was announced to be the loser of that of that cage match? You know, I we predicted he would lose. I, at this point, I don't really if he if there's a match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, I'm not really predicting him to win because at this time at this point, even a win would seem kind of empty. Um, but I, I could feel it entirely, just the deflation of the people, just like we're going through another wonky finish. These, me- yeah. these people have had, there's been two matches, there's been about three matches and one of them has had a decisive finish between all of them. So it's kind of like, it's wondering, we're wondering like, are they trying to, they're obviously trying to protect Roman, but at the same time, you know, it would be best if you just gave him this stupid belt. Um, to me, at least in my opinion, but it, they, they seem to have long-term plans with where they're going. And, you know, people are asking me like, Hey, do you think Roman Reigns next time Roman Reigns is, I don't think Roman Reigns is going to win this belt, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he's ever going to win the universal championship. And it's the curious case with him because even as he came out on, on, on raw, it was just like, why are we still positioning this guy here? Like we had a great, and I always go back to our show. I think it's because he sells merchandise. That, sometimes that's not enough. Braun sells merchandise. But if you, Braun, put Braun in, if you put Braun in that position, if you put Braun in that position, 
if you put Seth in that position, I think these are those are two on Monday night. Those felt like bigger stars to me than Roman Reigns. Are those, are, but are those like bulletproof guys that you could see like, yo, if we really are? Both, I think they, Roman Reigns has the 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 status where he can get to the point where even if he still loses, he's still kind of a big guy. But I mean, this is kind of a lot. But I don't know if no, I, I, I don't think that's true that's anymore. Built that same equity. Mills, I don't think that's true anymore because they did the mid-card Roman Reigns thing where he lost a lot. They did the, the upper-card main main event guy thing where he lost a lot and it didn't work. They, they made him lose a lot and they still yeah, didn't but, get him over. But still, in the midst of all of this, he's still insanely popular, which is probably the thing that they're probably riding on the most because whether Roman Reigns wins or loses, he's still, at this point, going to be one of the most you know notable or popular faces on Monday Night Raw and he's the guy that there's... That. I mean, I questioned question that after Monday too, but it's a, he's still one of the most like recognizable superstars on the sort of roster, which is why I think they're going with well, it. Here, here's my thing. Here, here's my thing. Seth and Braun have both done heel and face turns. Seth is just now kind of getting his footing, but he's yeah. the hottest act on that show yeah. right now. Well, he was hot. Maybe he was super hot. On, uh, I think I agree that he's one of the hottest acts on Raw. Um, definitely. And especially after Monday night. And and I think the way that they present him is that he's not a dork, he's not a dweeb, he's someone that wins matches and he's someone who has great matches. And then you have Braun on the other end, but have these big blowout men event matches, and we've seen him hold that, you know, hold that kind of distinction for a while. And he's also had a heel turn where he was hated and then he was loved and then he got turned and they still loved him. There's not that same thing with Roman Reigns. And I, I think, think, I think, but I also think there's like a lack of pressure that's on that, that, that Roman Reigns has that isn't necessarily there for Seth Rollins. It's kind of like how in rap, we kind of judge mixtapes and albums differently. And not to say that Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman are mixtapes, but I think we judge them differently than we do Roman Reigns. I think there's just a, a, a very fine microscope on Roman Reigns because he's supposed to be the guy. He's supposed to be the guy that doesn't fail. Whether Seth Rollins wins or fails or doesn't or not, it's, I don't think it's, it affects people as strongly as it does with Roman Reigns. <laughs> but I think it did not. I think it does now. I think that cage match, that shit at the British Royal Rumble, that was it. That was it for me. I know it was it for you. It oh, was yeah. it for a lot of people. Like it was, it was it. I'm done seeing this guy in this position with Brock Lesnar. Have Braun beat him. Shit. Have Seth beat win the title in a three way. Whatever. However, you have to do it. It cannot be Roman Reigns because I think another thing we can agree with: Roman Reigns is not the guy. And I and I remember and like I said, I was or I was about to say like we went back to I go back to that show we did on Roman before the Brock match, before WrestleMania. And we had so much faith that this was going to be it. But remember also what we said on that show. We said, if this is, if he does not win this match, it is over. He's not going to get another. This isn't, no more main events for this guy. No more WrestleMania main events. It's over, bro. Yeah, it's hard to sort of get people to believe. I mean, people say in, in wrestling, and they, this may be the sort of philosophy they're going with, that wins and losses don't matter. But I think at this point, when you're, when you're trying to build a star like this, you have to build that sort of equity in the same way. And it's not working out for Roman Reigns in terms of just it, the fact that he keeps coming out. He loses. He talks like he doesn't lose. And then he get, comes out and then he loses again. You're sort of um, destroying the character or at least destroying the, the, you know, how the character is presented at least. But 
I think the, by virtue of him still being insanely popular, I think they're continuing to go with him anyway because they know that, like, listen, we can we can rebuild this. We can do this again. We can do this. But how many times until people are pretty much like, yo, we're fed up? Even How much to the point where even kids are just like, yo, I'm fed up? Like, I'm, I, I, I think I'm, I really think we're – Monday to me was the um, – to me, Monday was kind of like the litmus. It was kind of like the all right – and this is where we're at with Roman here. The booze never stopped. It was and a hot crowd in Montreal. I'll give him that. It was that a too. hot crowd. But to me, I also feel like these types of crowds are telling. Because, I mean, even in the hottest crowds, even in New York, they don't treat him this bad. And, and I'm like, right. they, they ate him alive. And I, and I, and I have to wonder and, and, and question, like, would this have been a, a, a different reaction if they finally got the belt off of Brock and just did it? Just pull the trigger. Just fucking do something. Like John Cena said, like, do something with this guy. They're not doing shit with him. He's going to, and, and then what, what's he going to do with Backlash? And I, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but like, in Backlash, he's going he's gonna to beat Joe, who's hotter than him. Then they're going to hate him more. It doesn't make any sense. Right. And, anyway. I think I think the the result from here and what I'd like to see is sort of a career detour or at least a a different perspective from Roman Reigns and not sort of carrying out the sort of same thing. Have this guy sort of immediately um, recognize his flaws, because even still to this day, like he said, he he's lost. He's, he's never beaten Brock Lesnar one on one, but he comes out like he has or that he has a, or he continues to have this chance when three out of three times you've not won. Like you've not come out the victor. So it's kind of weird that they he continues to push this sort of agenda that next time I get my hands on Brock Lesnar, that's the one I'm gonna win this match. When it, that's not certainly the case. Or they're, I'm they're, sure they're, they're that way. They're, yeah. they're running that way. And I and I'm and it's doing them no favors, but I'm also sure that because of this result at um the greatest Royal Rumble where they both fell out the cage, it was kind of a dusty finish. They awarded the match to Brock Lesnar, even though Roman Reigns' feet actually hit first. I'm sure we're getting in another built-in title match money in the bank it's gonna be money in the bank and i money in the bank may be too far what's the next pay-per-view uh this gets money in the bank really after backlash yes wow crazy it's money in the bank and 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 uh and guess where it is chicago yep damn so I, I I really what are they they, they they have never put Roman in a position to succeed ever in his singles career. The only time they ever did it, they always fucking cut him at the knees. Even this year, Meals, like you had him go to Elimination Chamber and beat Braun Strowman. He hadn't beat Braun Strowman at that point, like like cleanly like that before. Braun had beaten and eliminated what was it, like four or five dudes. He had like yeah. the most eliminations in Elimination Chamber, beat Braun Strowman. Goes on to WrestleMania. We're thinking it's, it's going to be the time. Nope, loses. Then he loses two weeks fucking later again. What's the, what's gonna what's what's the end here? Because my thing is like I don't what, what what how about we not put Roman in the title match at Money in the Bank? Why don't we just put him in the Money in the Bank match? I mean, yeah. Then you would have sort of you would have a way. I, but here's the thing: it's like what are the, yeah? It's kind of like question now. Like what is the end game? Do you want him to win the championship? Do you don't want it? I'm sure they do at some point, but yeah, I, I, don't I know. it's it's confusing and even more confusing. Let's just go ahead and get to Raw. Even more confusing on Raw that he comes out and and declares himself the real winner of the the, the cage match, which is uh, which leads to 
Yeah. And it leads to a very, once again, the way that they set Roman up to fail, they had, they set up a huge six man tag with Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who may as well have been the rock and stone coach Steve Austin on Monday. I couldn't tell the difference. The, the crowd probably couldn't either. And uh, Jinder Mahal. So it's like you're hiding Roman behind way more popular people, but then you're giving the hot tag to Braun Strowman, who to me, they positioned in that match as the top guy of the fucking show. Right. I, you know, it, it comes to me just from, I don't know the actual ins and outs of the wrestling business or the things behind the scenes, but just from listening to a lot of podcasts, listening to a lot of top guys talk about it. Like you talk about, listen to Stone Cold's podcast where the, the man was incredibly vocal about how his character was sort of portrayed, even down to the point where uh, he would question decisions that were made. And I think that possibly needs to come from Roman about questioning the direction of where his character is going. It yeah. just kind of seems to be moving but it seems like there's no direction or no place to go it's in this state of perpetual motion of of just superstars and just matches and high profile matches but it doesn't actually seem to be going anywhere i think he needs Take him to, on tv yeah i think he i think he needs himself to just you know i think he's earned the right at least to question like yo where's everything going if i'm Take his, him off tv i don't know if he'll do that especially with Take him off do you think ain't shit going to stop with Roman Reigns is not on TV for three months and have him come back before SummerSlam? Take him off TV. Take him off TV. He like the thing is, if you turn him heel right now, it's not going to work. Take him off TV, have him come back and then do the heel turn or like the thing it depends, is though. You, it's not going to get changed in a, in a it's not going to get changed in a week. He speakers sure. one of the biggest faces on Raw in in Seth Rollins. I think you have something there. I think it's all about the dance partners that he is. And I want to talk about Seth Rollins even, or at least sort of move into, removed into the raw portion of the show. Yeah. You know, he addressed a steel cage match, but Seth Rollins, man, like just, he's, he's got, yeah, he's got his feet planted and he is the guy right now. And everything just seems to be working for him right now. And I, and I couldn't think, I couldn't really, it couldn't have happened to a, a better performer to me. And I think, like I said a couple of weeks ago, this shakeup is going to really kind of clarify and, and make it a lot clearer who's the 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B. And it's going to help guys, and I said it's going to help guys like Seth and Finn, who are allowed to have the matches that they had in the main event or, or in the semi-main event. Or was that, that was the main event, in the main event of Raw. That was the main event, yeah. it's a, and, and we were talking about, you know, even the top five professional wrestlers out right now. I think Seth Rollins has sort of kicked the door in and inserted himself into the conversation. 100%. Especially with the string of matches he's had over the last couple of months, ever starts ever since that sixty minute you know gauntlet match, he's really been killing it. Really, just been on a tear. Yeah, and 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 I mean, if you if you got to say that, you got to you got to give props to his dance his dance partner uh, Finn Balor, who I think has been on. He's had to me in ring the most stellar five or six months that he's ever had in the company, and that that really includes NXT to me. Like, I'm very much questioning, but I'm willing to wait it out and see what they're going to do with it, with his character where he always comes up short. I think there is something there. I think that they, they might be breaking him down a la Andrade Almas and building him up into something greater. And I hope that that happens really soon, but their match, their main event was great. And even to juxtapose it back to Roman, like Roman got hit in a, in a tag team. Right. And, and one thing we do have to talk about, uh, 
and it was a great six man tag. And, and I think that as much as I hate to see them in the, in the ring a lot, I think that KO and Sammy have been reinvigorated somewhat by being on raw. But I think that also Bobby Lashley, I don't know. I don't know what the point was. Bobby Lashley, and, and and I said this before he showed up in terms of just like, I don't think Bobby Lashley's really going to turn the needle. I don't think he, I think he's a big, uh, impactful um, superstar on Raw. And just like, just when you look at him, you're like, okay, that's a superstar. That's a guy. You see he's huge muscles, just out of this world, phenomenal athleticism. He's 100%, but he's not turning the needle on Raw. And it even shows just by three weeks into his return, they really don't know what to do with him because he's mm-hmm. kind of stuck in this sort of fake tag team with Braun Strowman, which I guess... It's a real by, tag. Yeah, it's a it's by virtue of... I don't think they're ready for Strowman to attack the belt yet, or I, they don't really have anything strong for Strowman to grasp his teeth in. This is kind of like a waiting out process. So now he's in there with Bobby Lashley and, and potentially maybe leads to Braun versus Bobby match. But Bobby Lashley... Which would be cool. That'd be a cool yeah, match. Yeah, he isn't turning the... He needs... I think he'll get there one day, but at, the, at least in this moment right now, he's not, you know, he's not you know stopping anything he's not, not affecting moving. anything he's just kind of yeah, yeah he's he, not moving the needle he's not moving me i i was interested in it because i thought it was going to lead to a natural bobby lashley roman Reigns program out of wrestlemania but he got there i don't think that the pop was crazy i don't think that the weekly reactions are very stellar they've kind of moved him out of the the elias program and i and listen like elias is to me hotter than bobby lashley and i think that's a a lot about just the way that they built someone someone that's homegrown like that but Bobby Lashley is kind of like an exception to the rule that all returns are treated equal right and, and you know in his last run I never really thought he moved the needle either I thought he was a guy they were prepping to be this thing and by circumstances or whatever backstage they yeah, they. I mean, they pulled the trigger as he. They never really pulled the trigger as like the world world champion. He was ECW champion. Don't get me wrong, but he, he yeah. never pulled the trigger as like the champion. And I think, um, well, I th- and, I, and it's, I, I feel like they pulled the trigger in the sense that with Bobby Lashley, if you take it back to this December to dismember, one of the worst pay per views of all time, those people wanted CM Punk to win that match. And Vince said, nope, fuck that shit. Bobby Lashley's going to be UCW champion. And when it came time to it, it was like, nope, fuck that. Bobby Lashley's going to face John Cena. I don't care. And, right. the, and and they they stuck with it, and it came. He ended up. Not, he ended up. He was even on the WrestleMania. Like he was. A, he was um, the star of one of the the highest grossing WrestleManias of all time. Yeah. And and they pulled the trigger on him to that to that manner where it was like they did not care what people thought. They were going to pull the trigger on Bobby Lashley, and it's almost it's almost ironic to see that he's in a match with Roman Reigns because there's a guy that they did that with, and there's a guy that that currently is floundering because they just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what else big happened on on Raw? Uh, I mean, I didn't mention Elias. I think that he and Bobby Roode's feud. I, I don't mind it. I think it's, it's pretty. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Not a lot of big things happen on Raw. No offense. It's just. Uh, well, we, we had a great Sasha Banks Ruby Riot match. I thought that match was excellent. You know what? I actually didn't see that match. Um, but I'm hearing from multiple, you know, multiple people that it was a good match, and. You know, it, it, it's promising for the division. I think Ruby Wright, I think the Wright squad on Raw is another set of eyes that need to be on them. 
And I think they'll be used pretty frequently throughout the week. It still bothers me they're treading water with this Sasha Banks and Bailey feud. Um, I'm not I'm sure what they're waiting for. They, they, it almost, it's almost like Sasha forgot what happened on, in the actual promo this week, where she was just like, uh, Bailey, Bailey's not at my, on my corner. And I'm like, uh, that's because you whipped her ass in a locker. Yeah, it's a it's weeks ago before WrestleMania. I don't know what they're doing with this entire thing. It's kind of drawn out. Um, you know who else I don't know what they're doing anything with? No yeah. way, fucking Jose and Baron Corbin. Well, no way, Jose. I think by virtue of him being called up on Raw, there's something for him to do. But I don't know if that'll be the case for very long. Um, Baron Corbin. It looks like they want to do something with him, but. Even me and just I think he's a player. He's a dance partner in this entire we're trying to build this mid card. We're trying to build this future um, championship sort of, you know, uh, division. And he can be a card in that. But I would never put him at the top of my deck in terms of throwing everything or at least like putting everything on the line in Baron Corbin. I don't think he's there yet. Um, He may need to shave his head in the process. Um, oh yeah, that, that hair is coming off. Uh, another uh, storyline that, well, I mean, uh, before I get to that, Baron Corbin did lose to No Way Jose in like three seconds or or some, or some shit on well, they, Yeah, because of are we going to talk about the reason why he lost? Uh, because Titus O'Neil, holy shit! How did we not talk about Titus O'Neil getting the most viral moment from the Greatest Royal Rumble where he? Well, all right. You know, and WWE won't let us forget it. And it's this current trope of like when things go viral, they will not let us forget that. And uh, now suddenly Titus O'Neil is like this bumbling idiot who can't stay on two feet for more than five seconds. Um, hey, yeah. hey, but, hey, now the, every company does that. But every does that. But that moment, I cannot imagine a time that I laugh just as hard as seeing. And I didn't want to laugh at Titus because I love Titus. I think Titus is amazing. I think Titus does a great for a community. I think he's an amazing role model. But that shit was funny. <laughs> funny shit. That my man slid and fell and tripped and almost went under the ring completely. That was some funny I, shit. It could have ended up being very, very badly if he would if he didn't like kind of flatten out. You know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah. if he, he would have stayed kind of pr- like prone upward. That could have been very, very ugly. Right. Or if they had one of those LED things like on there, like Oh my God. Whew. That, that, that could have been ugly. But yeah, I mean he lost because, you know, Titus slipped on the ring and yeah. slipped. So, yeah, that happened. Uh another story. I, I don't really have much to say about that shit. It happened and I thought it was Raw has a lot of time, but they're not really Nothing's really engaging on Raw. I, I see this Bobby Roode Elias thing, and now Elias has seemed to he's being Bobby Roode twice at this point, and he's injured. You know, Bobby Roode at this point makes me wonder if they're still going with at least what my prediction is the double turn. But I mean, this match is it even happening at Backlash? I don't think so. Um, no, I, I, and even after Backlash, you have a good four to six weeks before money in the bank. So that's probably going to, a lot of this is probably going to get written off on TV. Yeah. Which I think is fine because it gives moments on TV to happen because sometimes, sometimes I think not everything needs to end at a pay-per-view. I think, you know, or not everything deserves to, because I think it cuts off time from other things, but yeah, um, I agree. But raw was, I mean, we had Ronda Rousey on raw. It, 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 a lot of people were saying that she feels as though she they feels as though she's like a uh, 
just a person on Raw. And I'm like, no, they're, they're clearly trying to designate her from the part-timers. Like, I have no problem with Ronda being on Raw. I think that building a storyline, it takes weeks where there is nothing really that, that kind of like happens, not in the sense of Sasha Banks and, and Bailey at this point, but mm-hmm. we know the turn coming. Why not let this come out and, and kind of build up the relationship between Natty and Ronda? So like, I'm, I'm actually willing to give this one a wait and see. It's, I think this is an interesting process of what they're doing with Ronda because it's kind of the first time they've ever had to do it with a woman on the roster. Um, so I think they're trying to tread carefully in terms of like how they do this. But she's on Raw every week, but she's just not used or not in matches. So it's kind of like hard to – you kind of have to do things through Nat- N- Natalia, which is weird yeah. because – they don't want Ronda featured in matches every week, but she is featured on Raw. But sometimes she can't have these matches that would necessarily be the next step in the progress. Like, oh, you know, so-so tax in week one, and then they have a match week two. You can't really do that. So we're getting a lot of that through Natalia, and we're getting a lot of NPC action from uh, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> so it's kind of, uh, it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but, you know, it, it it's building towards something. Yeah, and so uh, that that was pretty much raw. I I, I don't think much happened. I, I think uh, I think SmackDown was a fun show though. But SmackDown was a pretty fun show. SmackDown was fun. SmackDown had a lot of things going for it. This the shakeup is the shakeup is entertaining. Uh, uh, it's entertaining in a sense where it's like okay, we're 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 all we're all confirmed that that these characters have moved on and they've moved over it's going to take a while for raw and 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 again i foresaw this happening like it's going to take a while for raw to kind of get everything out because you have the roman deal and of course you have like a bunch of matches like we won't know how this shakes out for another five six months you know yeah Um, but with smackdown it's more it's more about them keeping the traction because they have all these people on the show but if you look at no like daniel bryan wasn't on it this week yeah, I mean, those aren't on it. Oh, yeah, he wasn't on it. He apparently wasn't cleared because of the things on his chest, but he did have a dark match after SmackDown, which was weird. Yeah, with Shinsuke Nakamura. So it's like, who we don't know why, but it's like, so they must have thought it was more okay to have Big Cass come out for 15 minutes and have a little person trot out there. Than you know what? Right? I, I'm not mad at that, even though I don't, I, you know, it, it's kind of like this trope that WWE does, but I'm not mad at it because I think. They want a certain amount of attention on big cast. And I think Daniel Bryan definitely distracts from that in a sense. Um, because yeah. the moment Daniel Bryan comes out, it's all yes chance and he's over. And I think a lot of people um, are more now infatuated of how Daniel Bryan responds as opposed to how big cast is actually, you know, being the aggressor in this. So I wasn't, I was kind of fine with it. Uh, it would suck to be in that crowd and not have Daniel Bryan, but thank God he came out after the show. Yeah, for, um, for the live crowd, not for us. <laughs> but we got a six diva, six six diva, six woman tag. Like, I mean, when, where, where haven't we seen that before? To be honest, with you. <laughs> because all right, so this is the same thing to me. This is like I don't know if it's Road Dog, but this is just the exact same writing they've been doing over the last year. Even to the point where the shakeup last year, shakeup they brought in the te- they brought Charlotte over to Raw, and then they had this sort of feud between Becky, Naomi, Charlotte, and Tamina, Carmella, and Natalia. They had the six woman feud. Then they do it with the Riot Squad, and then there's another six woman feud, and then these two show up with Carmella, and then there's another six woman feud. It's like th- 
there's got to be a better way to feature people on the show. Multiple people. I'm I'm glad they're all getting their time, but there's got to be a better way to feature multiple people on the show. Yeah, I I and to, to their credit, this week at least they have been doing multiple storylines with the women, with the the iconics in Charlotte, and then you have like you know a lot of things intertwining. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Paige. Yeah, and then Paige, they have a storyline now where Paige basically dissolved Absolution, which are basically like, nah, I'm not giving you guys any pressure treatment which we're kind of wondering about and it's almost weird that they haven't done this two weeks ago because i would expect that if you're on the same show with your friend that you would have i don't know went up and talked to her yeah i think it would have been more intriguing if they actually played that up a little bit but i guess they just kind of cut it off at the pass yeah and and so the the purpose of this main event was really literally to to get oscar her win back and yeah, like it, it essentially got Oscar a win back, a strong win. So Oscar's like five hundred and sixty-five thousand and two. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like to me, Oscar's win or, or losses don't matter because it's not like she's ever gonna beat her. Like she's never. She's always gonna be above five hundred. Right. Life. Like, just like, in life, yeah. Just in general, she's never going below five hundred. Yeah, she's, she's not the Knicks. You know, like she's gonna stay above five hundred. You didn't have to say that. All right. Um, I, I did have to. say but I, I thought it was a strong match. I, I really, I'm very concerned, and we'll get to this on the on the the backlash card. I'm, I'm really concerned about Carmella and Rain. But before uh, we get to the actual backlash card, how do you feel about Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy and, and Shelton Benjamin thing? That's kind of weird. It seems like there's nothing to do, so they're just kind of sticking them together. It's just a very weird set of events of. You know, in the sort of new era, we're sort of having a program surrounding around three stars from that came out. Got to be twenty years ago at this point. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's kind of weird. I'm not completely mad at it, but I'm also not that interested in it. Like, I'm not typically interested to see this Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton match because the stakes aren't as high as they may they were maybe a couple of years ago when they were both in their prime. You know, so it's kind of right. to, to me, it's a placeholder match between two guys who are very popular, very known in WWE and having this match on the sort of undercard of the show. I'm not completely mad at it, but it's yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. And seeing the Miz without the Miz is well, you know, we'll get to that for backlash. Yeah, we'll get to that on backlash. Uh, They're trying to split a Bruce F day guy. Come on. They're trying. To oh, split yeah. A Bruce that, 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 I, the, do, how do you feel about that? I, I'm pretty sure they're going to swerve it and have Rusev not turn, but then you turn Lana and everyone loves Lana and no one really ever buys her as a heel. So I don't know what they're doing here. I feel like it's kind of like, I feel like they're kind of playing off of real life events in a sense, because I feel like, all right, do you want to go with something that works or do you want to, continue to support these bad decisions that your wife makes regarding your career. And I've, that's just a bit of a connection that I've sort of made from it. I also see that they made Lana dye her hair back blonde. Um, yeah. <laughs> because they were like, no, it might've been a wig. Who knows? But um. I'm, you know, I'm interested in see how they go in here. I didn't think they were enough of a tag team to sort of warrant this kind of split thing, uh, but we'll see how I, it goes. I, I, this might be the turn of the of Rusev officially 
where Lana plays the heel and they turn him naturally from that. And I think that's where this may be going to. And I'll get to my theory on this when we actually get to the car. But um, let's just let's kind of absorb the Shinsuke Nakamura stuff into the backlash stuff. And let's just talk about the backlash card. Let's go. All right. So um, the first match I want to talk about, weird match. I'm not really sure why it's happening. Uh, I guess they just needed like a multi-minute match. Uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was just announced on Monday. It's tag the match. only tag match on the show. Yeah. On a show, on a, in a company featuring two sets of tag team titles. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's very weird and bizarre that they've chosen this avenue. But you know what? Um, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did not disappoint last week. And nor do I think it'll disappoint in this show in New Jersey coming up on Sunday. I think that uh, just even looking at this, everyone got scared when they said the dual branded pay-per-views are coming back. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was like, it's going to be a bunch of multi-man matches. And then it's like, there's a hell of a lot of one-on-one matches on this card. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the, the flaw with having these co-branded things, while more people care about the show, there's just a lot of people who are never making it back to a pay-per-view ever in their life again. Um, yeah. And and this is one of them. They deem this, you know, beyond the, the the Bludgeon Brothers and Usos or the Hardys and whatever tag team they're facing, they deem this more important and more, you know, visible to people. So, you know, I'm not completely mad at it. Um, are we doing predictions or we just Yeah, we're doing predictions. Uh I, I think that um this is so stupid. That this is another reason why this match is stupid to me. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have basically lost twice in a row to these guys, yeah. or, or in some tandem to these guys. I would have so expected, wrestling logic would say. <laughs> well, 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 wrestling logic to me would say that if they would have picked up the win in the, in, in the sixth man on Monday, then this would have been easier for me to say that it was they were going to win uh, on Sunday. But they've already lost twice, so why the fuck do I want to watch this? Yeah, I guess they would win in some way, or there's going to be a fuck a fuck finish. Because you don't want to pin Braun Strowman, and you do you do that? I think if they do pin Bobby, that will show you a lot. Uh, it, it'll go a long way in showing you where they think Bobby should be at. I think because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn haven't won a match in like two months. You know, I'm thinking they come with some nefarious scheme to sort of uh, sideline Braun Strowman and try to get Bobby, you know, sort of wear him down into this match. That's at least how I would go about it. But I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go with. I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I got a DQ. This one says DQ all over it. Um, I, and, and again, I don't really care about the match. But the next match is Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass, uh, and a match that everyone is like, there's a, there's a, there's a small groundswell of people on the internet that do not want this match to happen and are very upset that it's happening. And I'm not too mad at it. I think you give these matches to Daniel Bryan to get these guys up to his level and get them to be feared uh, heels and shit like that. And um, the story's been kind of solid going into it. I think this week was a, was a minor uh, misstep, but I think Big Cass will either... I, I, and one thing I, I'm tired of them doing, and I really don't want them to do this, I think they're going to play up an injury storyline here. And I, and I wish they stopped doing this with Bryan. Like, stop doing injury storylines with him, but I think this is how this is going to end. Yeah, I think so as well. I think... Um... You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Big Cass, but I'll I have to admit that he's been impressing me over the last couple of weeks with what he's done. Um, yeah. Whether we see that in the ring, I'm not fully sure, but he does look like to be in better shape than he was before he got that injury. Um, 
but I think Daniel Bryan and Big Cass, I think they're going to have a solid match. Uh, and I'm weirdly going to go with Daniel Bryan winning this match. I'm not. I think if if, if you're not going to get a fuck finish, I think you have Big Cass. Daniel, Daniel Bryan losing and shit, it, it doesn't, uh, to me, it, it really doesn't matter if he yeah. loses or not. I think he's still going to be over. I think you have Big Cass win by through, uh, through nefarious means. Uh, for a bit, which we should go into, it should play into the story of why a big guy has to cheat to win. And yeah. I think you have them, I think you have them wrap this up in either Money in the Bank inside the actual Money in the Bank match, which we're not, I'm not sure if they're going to have two separate ones. I really think they should. But I think by virtue of them having to have a women's one now and a men's guy and a men's one, it's just going to end up being a dual branded thing. Okay, that's the are you, okay. So you either have, you either have them settle this in Money in the Bank in a singles match, or you settle this on SmackDown one night. But Daniel Bryan will get his win shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, the next match is going to be Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. Listen, listen. I, I I've hated this since they've announced it. If you know you what? If, if Roman was going to have the universal title on this, I'd be a lot cooler with, with what I'm pretty sure is going to happen. But since he doesn't, I'm not cool with it. But I know what's going to happen still. They're basically sacrificing Joe, who has been slaughtering Roman on the mic for about a month now. And they're going to use her, not even a month, but like three weeks now. And they're going to use him to get Roman his heat back for these two losses that he took at WrestleMania and the Greatest Royal Rumble. So here, here's, here's how I see. I would have 100% thought the exact same thing before Tuesday night. But then they hinted at this program between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, which I thought got one of the most amazing reactions from that Montreal crowd, because these are two guys we haven't seen touch each other in since the TNA days, however long that was. And it looks like they want to get Samoa Joe into a WWE championship sort of uh, picture. Yeah. So he's gotta he's gotta look strong. I mean, you can look strong after backlash, of course. Like you can just out of frustration start killing people. But I'm I'm wondering now, like is, is it Roman Reigns or Samoa Joe? I, I I really think that Joe is one of the few characters on on the TV that looks strong regardless of where he's at. Yeah, that's uh, true. They don't they don't beat him a lot. Um, they, they don't really like, they, they really protect Joe a lot as far as being a go-to, a go-to heel that they can, they can actually have right. some put behind. So like beating Joe, I'm not going to say it's going to hurt him because he's just going to go right to SmackDown. And I think they're going to put him in some sort of story with AJ and Nakamura. But at the same time, again, you're falling to the same issue with Roman Reigns. You're going to have him beat someone who to me is of a higher stature than him to get his heat back. And then what? Then what's he going to do? Yeah, I think, you know what? I think Roman Reigns is the bigger priority right now. Um, So I think he's probably going to win. And they're really going to want to try to push that universal title rematch of how he's the undeclared champion and blah, blah, blah. blah. uh, So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns in this one. Yeah, I'll go with Roman too. Uh, I'm not going to like it, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have a great match. Yeah. Uh, the next the next match is Carmella versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I this, I mentioned this earlier. I'm very concerned about Carmella in this match. I said, go ahead. I and I, I know you're about to reference saying she hasn't had a match in months and she's been practicing and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah blah blah. She didn't look that impressive in that tag match on on, on SmackDown. 
I, I was going to reference her on, on uh, there was some exchange on Twitter where everyone was just saying like Carmella can't wrestle or something. And I think Charlotte even responded. I never said that she wasn't a good wrestler. I just said that she was something along those lines. But I think they're expecting to have this barn burner of a match, which, I mean, by all intents and purposes, I think Charlotte Flair can do some things in the ring. But I don't know if it is. I, I don't know. If it's it's not going to be a bad match. Don't get me wrong. It's just not. I don't be know. Terrible. I don't know. Like Charlotte, Charlotte is one of the few performers. And I put like book, people like Booker T on this level too, where it's like they play, they, they will perform down to their, their, uh, their opponents. Right. So like, Charlotte will literally like, she'll look great against Ruby Riot. She'll look excellent. Like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time against Oscar. But then you have her against one of the iconics or somebody like that, and she would look like she basically just took a class at the development center. And it's like yeah, I think like yeah, she I hasn't it, looked good. She hasn't looked good since the Oscar match to me. I think it also comes with how hard you bring it to actually Charlotte Flair as well. And I don't think Carmella can do that. I think she's had her best matches against like I mean, the majority of her opponents are pretty smaller than her, but I think she's had her best matches against like Sasha Banks and 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 Oscar and and Ruby Riot, and these all have been like very like smaller people, but they brought it to Charlotte, and you kind of want to yeah. pull that out of her, and I don't think Carmella can actually do that. Um, I think Carmella's just her gimmick as this heel is this like the shit face heel who tries to take the easy way out at sometimes, but I don't know if she actually brings it in the ring to sort of warrant this to be an actual you know, match, match. But I think I'm thinking they're going to go with Carmella retaining in this match. Uh, yeah, it's, it's too early. Um, it, is, it is way too early for her to lose this title. I'm of the mind that, again, I think that Asuka will win Money in the Bank and I think Asuka will challenge Carmella and I think all roads lead to Charlotte and Asuka part two in, uh, in New York this year. Yeah, it's SummerSlam. I, I think I really, I think that's where you go. You have Oscar get her win back, and then you go on to Charlotte and, and Ronda uh, next year. So yeah, sure. I, I definitely think that Carmella will, will retain here. I mean, all signs are pointing to Oscar winning that title at some point. If yeah. not her, then then one of the iconics. Uh, the next women's match we have on the card, and hey, shout out to the women. They got two matches up here. It could be three, but I, I really think that's that's really cool progress for them. Uh, you have the singles match for the Raw Women's title, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. This is a rematch from WrestleMania. These two women have not touched each other since uh, WrestleMania. Uh, I I think it's pretty much a, a no-brainer who might win here, but I'm very, very kind of like worried and concerned about how they made Alexa look in this feud. Like, the moment of bliss stuff is so funny that I'm very worried that the fans are turning to the other way. You know, I'm very concerned. I'm more concerned for the champion in this case because she's really had nothing to sort of go off of for the last couple of weeks. She yeah. kind of she hasn't had any sort of notable matches. She's kind of just came out and smiled and waved um, and chased. But she hasn't had any sort of real notable matches. She hasn't really proved, you know, the hardest part about being a champion is keeping it as opposed to winning the match. And all she's done is kind of win. So it puts her in this light that like, what do we expect from Nia Jax? Do we expect her to take it up to the next level? It's hard in these kind of situations. Um, yeah, I have no real thoughts about this match because nothing has really gone on um, besides those. Bliss- a bunch of, it's been a, like, 
I mean, if you want to talk about nothing's been going on, like Nia Jax is hanging out with the Ember Moon, and this week the Ember Moon isn't is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Like, like I, I don't know. I have no clue what what they're doing with, with Nia, but I think even when you come out of it, even I think this has been holding up a lot of shit. And again, the, the shakeup holds up a lot of shit anyway. I mm-hmm. think after this, you give Nia, I, you put Sasha or Bailey in the mix. To me, in my opinion, I think that's where you go. Or you put the Riot Squad in the mix. Those, those are that's a good heel faction to put um, Nia Jax against. I hope so. I I really have no. <laughs> I thought I wanted this, and I I don't know about it. What do you mean? Um, what do you mean? I don't know. Like it seems like nothing's. There's nothing to get me excited about this women's division. You know, led by Nia Jax, and I love Nia, but there's nothing. There's been no like strong competition. There's been nothing going on, so it's kind of it's kind of weird for me to get a basis for anything about it. But um, you know, we'll see what happens when this match happens. Yeah, and again, when Nia just started, I don't think they'll drop her that quick as far as uh, where, where she'll go. But yeah, we'll see. What if they do? No, I don't think they. I don't think they will. I think it's it's a big moment for her to win that to win that match. And I'm gonna go. With, you know what? I'm gonna go with actually Alexa Bliss winning this match. Yikes! Yeah. I don't know. I, I. But the thing is, it's like you you run into the, it's the same issue where it's like then you got to have another rematch with these. Two. Yeah, that's and true. I think I think you just end just end the just end the feud and have Alexa move on because it looks like she's way more involved in the Ronda Rousey thing, which is a better look for her. Right. Yeah. So I think I it's just a natural move. Uh, so, so Nia Jack wins and have her, and basically have her kind of put over the the, the new girls that have come over in, in the shuffle, and then have I guess her and Ember Moon and another face uh, take on the Riot Squad. I think that's a, that's a cool pairing. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton for the uh, United States Championship. Oh boy, I don't Do care about this match. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't care about this match. Um, um, Do we do Randy? I don't think I don't think Randy's gonna win. Yeah, likely not. Um, I, I think I'm going with Jeff Hardy. I'll go. I'll go Jeff Hardy. I I really I could care less. The, Rusev doesn't get on the card, but this shit does. All right. Um, the next match is going to be the IC title match with Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Uh, I think this is another. This is a foregone conclusion, and and another issue with it with the, the uh, shakeup is that there is no. There's no type of suspense to these things, mm-hmm. but I think the one thing that you could do to cause some suspense is you have, you, I mean, you, you do have the the entourage, the entourage uh, interfere, but they interfere on behalf of Seth Rollins, or you do have Finn Balor interfere and kind of shake it up a little bit, but I do think Seth Rollins will win. Yeah, it looks like Seth Rollins is going to end up winning this match. I mean, they could do a funny thing where Miz wins and then you know, use their rematch clause and then Seth wins or something. But it, 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 I think it's just better off. Let's just get it out the way. Let's just end this right now. They're on two separate shows. Let's not make this any more confusing than it is already and just have Seth Rollins wins. And and the main event, or what I believe will be the main event, I don't I don't think Roman and Joe will close the show out because there's no title on the line. But I've been, I mean, I've been surprised. Listen, well, stranger, things surprised. stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened, but uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a very, to me, interesting this program here because it could literally go either way. I'm not too convinced that they're ready to pull the trigger or that they know how to push Shinsuke Nakamura as the WWE Championship or the WWE Champion, but I think that all signs are pointing to the fact that like this kind of has to happen so the feud can continue. Um, what do you think? 
No disqualification match. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a no disqualification match. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that. Um, see, I part of me thinks that AJ Styles is going to retain, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nakamura wins. I, either way, I'm not mad. You know, I mean, like I'm like, definitely not mad. But in terms of the actual result, I just feel like for shock value of it all, having Shinsuke Nakamura win it, I don't. I, I can see it happening. Um, uh, I, I, to me, the winner doesn't matter. The match needs to be good because they're over two, as far as, far as I'm concerned right now. Yeah, the match has the to be ha- good. The cup happens. You think the cup? I think the cup is going to happen, but I think that if in in the larger scheme of things, the cup happens, but it doesn't play into it plays into the finish, but it doesn't play into Nakamura losing because I think mm-hmm. the cup happens. AJ takes the cup out. Then Nakamura does the low blow again. You know what I'm saying? And then there's another cup because he's, no. <laughs> he's smart. Or uh, maybe Road Dog is booking the show, man. Of course, or, man. Come on. There's or two. Maybe not, or maybe Nakamura gets hit in the balls, but he's wearing a cup. Like I, I the, the the nut shot is it's playing into it in some way. But I think there's there's ways you go either way. I, and I think the boring route is to have AJ win and then go straight to Joe. I think that's the boring route to me. Yeah, I think so as well. I kind of want, um, now that I'm thinking about it, because I think just, but this has always been me. I'm always for the shock value of it all. Um, Nakamura winning, I think that would be, as some, it's just like a low blow doesn't lead to the finish of the match, but just something yeah. way more bullshit does. Yeah. Uh, um, and that ends up being, and I think that would really like put him over as a heel, but I could definitely see AJ Styles just coming out this match, but 100% they are over two in these, you know, you know, dream matches that we're supposed to be supposed to be having. Um, but I think this one may be it. I hope so. I really do hope so. And, and again, I, I said the boring choice would be for AJ to win and go to Joe. The, the Woken uh, way to do this would be for Nakamura to win either with by Joe interfering mm-hmm. on behalf of Nakamura or or Nakamura just beating him. Uh, it's a no DQ, but beating him, period. And then having a three way title program with Nakamura, Joe, and AJ. Have Joe and AJ spin off into their own program and have Nakamura face a Rusev Day or someone like that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's a, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go about it. Either way, um, their main event scene is pretty, pretty good. You could even have Joe. The, they could somehow transition to with Joe and Brian or anybody in Brian at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really think there's a lot of a lot of mileage out of having Nakamura be the top heel and then having Joe claim that uh, claim that in some way by the fall. And, and I think just go with Nakamura and, and they pull the trigger on him again in a way that they haven't done with Roman Reigns. And I think the heel turn has definitely worked. And I don't think it'll hurt Nakamura if he loses, but I do mm-hmm. think that like, if he loses, it, it's clear that he's going to be getting the U S title. And I yep. think that coming out of coming out of the, this pay-per-view, I I'd, I'd imagine that Jeff Hardy and Andrade Cien Almas is the, pro, is the program coming out of this for the U S title. Yeah, I think, or just, there's something with Cien Almas that's going down. Definitely. Maybe it's a, I, I don't know what's going for, but yeah. Yeah. I agree. So uh, we, what's what you're saying for this match? You're saying not Nakamura AJ. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to go against my better instinct because every single time he's had a title match, I've always bet on him and it's never happened. So I'm going to go the other way this time. And I'm going to, actually, no, no, no. I said AJ was going to win a WrestleMania, didn't I? Yeah. 
I did say that. So I'm going to say Nakamura is going to win here. I'm going to say Nakamura wins here too. Yeah, I, I imagine that AJ was going to win at Mania because it was the first match in the feud and it just you just can't. You, you, there has to be something going on there. But uh, yeah, I, I say you, you do this and then you have the, the, the final match at uh, Money Bank and I would love for that to either be a three-way or I'd love for that to be just a straight-up match that kind of just puts it away. Okay, Nakamura is going to be the champion going into, going into Brooklyn in August and then having him uh, finally drop the title. Right. Huh? So yeah, that is... That is Backlash. It is a show that, by all intents and purposes, I am not mad at this card. I, I'm not mad at a lot of the, the matches on this card. I'm very interested in seeing what Big Cass can do. I'm interested in seeing uh, Reigns and Joe. I'm also extremely interested in seeing what happens between Nakamura and Styles. And the rest of the undercard, I mean, it could, it, give or take, it could, it could go either way. I agree. So uh, that, that is Backlash for everyone. Uh, anything else you, you want to talk about, Meals, that's happened on... Actually, one, one thing I, I do want to ask. Uh, is Daniel Bryan being wasted? Do you feel like he, he's, he's just like... No, I feel like well. they're, they're slotting him in a role that they believe is best suitable for him at this moment. Right. And I think because of the injuries, they don't want to really go with him as... or they, they, He has to build that sort of trust that he can you know, be sustainable for a long period of time. So they don't want to throw him back into a title picture or give him the belt pretty too soon because something might happen. You never know. So I think they're kind of testing the waters. I think this big cast match is basically be a walk in the park for him. Um, Yeah. And I think we, we build back up. I think, I think one thing, I mean, if there's anything I want to talk about just to sort of cap things off, I think WWE needs another cultural shift moment superstar thing i think it's been a long time since we've had that i think everything has been happening within the realm of wwe and maybe that that themselves is sort of a culture shift but i think the e is missing terribly like a main guy like a v guy uh, like a, a a cena or a punk not even cena so much but more so of a punk more so of a you know stone cold steve austin someone that just sort of like shifts the the way people think and have people talking in that way i think it's just missing and it's making the overall show not as interesting i i'm not i'm really not mad at uh where brian's at i listen like well what the fuck do you want him to do he wants to be a regular part of the show we can't treat him like brock lesnar if he's not you know he's not sliding himself that way um i think again like i said the big cast view is cool for him you, you make them wait because we're not waiting for Come on. Like real, real ends aren't waiting for Brian versus AJ. We right. wait for Brian versus Miz and that's going to be fucking colossal. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. No, I'm kidding. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> my guy, I have AirPods to pick up. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to, we're going to let Mills go pick up his AirPods uh, I, once again, thank you for listening to the A Show and this week in RNC Radio. Uh, we have the latest episode of the RNC Radio official podcast with myself and Josh Pease. We are interviewing, or more than more than interviewing, we're, we're having a conversation with Anwar Carrots from Carrots International. That is his brand. He talks about his brain. He talks about uh, going to Hong Kong. He talks about all of his influences to becoming 
one of the, the most influential and, and really popular designers in the game right now. And that is available right now on our RNC Radio SoundCloud and on iTunes. So make sure that you drop a comment, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. Please do that. We, we need that love. Please show us that love on iTunes. And also leave us some hearts on SoundCloud, man. Show us you love us. But also... We also have the RNC Radio uh, playlist. We have so many fucking playlists. I, I literally forget. But again, it is a new month. So stay tuned on the cool new playlist that we're going to have this month for RNC Radio. There's going to be some really jaw-dropping shit that we're going to be doing. Uh, we also have RSPN airing on Friday. And we have the Perfect Play podcast also on Fridays. And we have a new show coming uh, this month as well, along with the return of The Lookout with Meals and Jeff. The Lookout will, you know... Uh, I don't know if I want to give away anything else. It's no, gonna don't be, give it away. Don't it's, give it away. It's, it's happening pretty soon, so just stay tuned. Like the lookout is pr- happening pretty soon. You're all gonna yeah. be very, very happy. As we talking about, we we're talking about the Android saga. You guys are gonna be very, very happy. It's happening soon. I haven't announced the date yet, but there is a date, and I think everyone will get a kick out of it. Awesome! And once again, guys, thank you for sharing and tweeting and, and commenting and. and uh, telling all your friends about and letting everyone know how awesome RNC Radio is. We appreciate all the love and we hope that the content matches the love. But once again, thanks for watching the A Show. We will see you guys next week with a post backlash episode and a post uh, New Japan card also, which Meals, I'm pretty sure, is going to watch these shows, correct? Yeah, I'll get, you know, I'll get around. Uh, you uh, know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> way too cool about this. I will send him the links myself, people. We will be to, we will be talking about New Japan next week, as well as what happened after Backlash and where we see everything going, as well as a, a, a another large picture topic uh, just like this week. So once again, I will see you guys next week. Thank you for watching the A-Show. Peace. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs>